For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we can kind of talk about this. Wiseco Performance Products rolls out minimum advertised price policy. So, what is that? What does that even mean? Well, in the United States, it's illegal to say that you can't sell something for a certain price. You, but you can't advertise it at below a certain price. So. Well, and, and, and it all stems back to the distributors and the bike shops. Here's what happens. Um, I go to, and I work for Wiseco, and as you guys know here in the studio, but uh, <laughs> um, so I, 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 uh, I go to that, and the, and the biggest complaint is that the distributor reps, they can't sell it. They can't sell it for, the, people are selling on the internet cheaper than what they can sell it to their dealers for. How's that right? It's just, it's, it's what happens. So- people backdoor stuff they they it happens when you get a company that size so they've they've got a map policy and uh it, it's it's going to be a i think it's going to be really important to protect the wiseco brand you we, you, you th- called it a map policy correct yep and, and what it is is it's uh minimum, minimum advertised, advertised price, pr- price. Okay. yep okay, so I got that. basically the 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 product is really good but unfortunately because of the internet sales it, it the price immediately goes to the basement and it's not a basement price um Weisco is, is is a quality product sure and so um that that's what the map policy is is in place and and oh, what, what it's know, designed to do right and, yep. and a lot of big companies do this a lot of companies and you know if you work in a dealership you see this and and pj and i and i could talk about it a lot of companies run a map policy on their products so that they they don't get you know the distributor doesn't get hosed by cut out undercut and yeah if you can buy it cheaper on the internet why would you buy it and that's and and that's all part of of protecting the distribution channels from from the manufacturer or the vendor to the distributor to the uh to the end user excuse me to the bike shop and then to the end user except on three times so anyway um we've got a uh we've got brad baker on the phone well before we get to brad baker i wanted i I just want to touch base on this 5150 energy drinks uh, Kyle Chisholm hopes he will be cleared to race round four of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross at a high point June 16th after crashing in the uh, fast uphill rhythm section of the first 450 moto at Thunder Valley on Saturday. So, yeah, it was a crash. Well, was a- we, what we want to do is just send a prayer out to uh, our buddy Kyle Chisholm because he's a great guy, great guest, but more than anything, he loves to compete. So just prayers out to uh, Chisholm and uh, a safe recovery. All right, thanks. It was an exciting podium uh, finish in Lexington, Kentucky for our next guest. Brad Baker joins us. What's up, Bad Brad? <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Glad to be on the show again. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've had you. How is everything? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, been uh, racing like a madman and uh, <laughs> traveling around and doing the deal, man. It's uh, been a pretty eventful season so far. Well, you guys are definitely um, making history within the sport with the uh, the Indian brand, and, and uh, uh, comment on that if you will, please, because it's uh, you know, and and I don't know if this is directly related, but you, you read everything where where Harley is is really struggling in sales, and that whole segment of big 
V-twin motorcycles is struggling. Right. And while all that's happening, Indian is double down. They're killing it. They're killing it in their numbers. And and I don't know, you know, they they started with way less, so it's easy to have show growth when you're that small. But uh, it just seems like the marketing, and I was just thinking about this, Brad. I was going down the road, and I'm thinking, why would their success on the racetrack translate into those big thumpers, you know, those big V-twins, but it just seems like it's working. It it really does. I mean, um, you know, not everything that they're just doing on the racetrack, I think, is helping them, but their their marketing strategy just in general is really good. I mean, the things that they've done with the custom FDR 1200 um, videos with uh, guys like Carrie Hart, myself, um, you know, they're, they're just kind of getting involved in the, the younger culture altogether i mean drummers and all sorts of different musicians and whatnot getting them on motorcycles and um they're really just kind of following the trends really well and one of them just happens to be flat track racing and they're uh dominant in it i mean been dominant since last year so uh that definitely is. What was the what was the original team called, Tony? It was the uh, the Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew, and I had a chance to go one on one with the original Wrecking Crew at 199 years old. Both guys, like a wrestling match? No, no. It was, they were sitting in chairs. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was me and Frank Frank Fritz from American Pickers. We oh, yeah, went one on one at your race, by oh, the yeah, way, in Davenport, yep, yep. coming up in August. But uh, the thing I've noticed is that this company has poured itself into what we call the future of racing. I mean, they are dedicated to the beautiful, the beautiful idea of winning through technology. Okay. And they put great guys on the seats. I get that, but they've, they've done a great job of saying, Hey, we're here to win. Tony. No, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, now they, they have that motorcycle that's available to, to everybody i mean uh we we don't just have the three wrecking crew riders right. uh we got basically a tribe of indians out there if you will um i think there's 12 of us on indians in the main event here uh last weekend wow. in Mexican. so yeah and, and uh there's a lot of good riders i mean jeffrey carver kenny coolbeth henry wilde david fisher chad coast i mean and then a, a list of others i mean um they're not uh, slouches by any means, you know. So um, it's made the uh, the racing really competitive. But you know, Harley Davidson showed uh, some glimpses of being more competitive this last weekend too. I mean, uh, boy, they're taking a beating though. Oh yeah, they definitely are. I mean, competitive, you know, would be like okay, almost winning races. They're always being up at the front, uh, towards the front, and they they've only been, done that a few times. Terry Vance has taken a beating on the internet, man. I'll tell you what, they have just they've just butchered that guy. And it's and he, he was on the show like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. It's been a couple months, but I'm with well, you. Yeah, he's I mean he, really been a couple, he, yeah. He's the guy in charge. I mean, it, it's uh that's that's his baby and if it's floundering then obviously they somebody's gonna have to have the, the finger pointed at him and it you know, he's he's the guy in charge. So he, he took that responsibility. Let me ask you this, Brad. Speaking of internet warriors and, and inter- internet experts, um, the equipment that you can go buy, and it's quite expensive to buy one of these motorcycles, and we've had 
Last week we had uh, Corey Texture on, and he basically said, I can't afford to go racing because Well, he it's was 40, talking about like $30,000, $40,000. Yeah, it's $40,000 bike to go buy one of these new Indians to be competitive, and he said right. that price is out of out of my realm. And and so I am I was doing a single, and he said it, it wasn't any fun, and now he's not racing. So he's not a fan, but obviously the, the racing's been awesome. But my question to you is, is, is the, 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 the equipment that you have is a factory – racer how much different is that or do you know than the stuff that you can go buy if i'm number 10 and i want to go buy a new indian or or get somebody to buy an indian for me how how much better is your stuff do you know i mean i can't imagine that at a factory level they're going to go sell i mean every advantage that you have or do they you know you you want to think but uh they pretty much have and that's why, you know, the motorcycle um, in the hands of rider like Jeffrey Carver and Kenny Coolbeth and Henry and a few others, you know, why they've been up front and, and been able to beat us or at least be in contention to beat us is because that motorcycle pretty much comes off the showroom floor that good. I mean, there's still the the stuff that you that every rider does um, to tailor make it to themselves to suspension and controls and whatnot to get themselves comfortable but far as overall chassis and and um engine combinations they have everything available to them that we do and it's not like and i mean it comes with a really good engine package to start with it runs it runs uh you know basically just as good as our factory bike and you know that that's uh maybe one thing that india maybe shouldn't have done was like this uh put a put a little bit of a crutch on the the uh the privateer bikes that they at least have to figure out how to make an extra five horsepower that's it right there right Um, it's 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 additional horsepower and brad is it the top end or the bottom end what's more important to a racer and a race team top end or bottom end in other words the initial power uh really i wouldn't say it's not overall power and it's about the overall curve not really having it in one place or the other it's like having an overall smooth forgiving curve and okay you know and every racetrack's different you know we go to you know tracks all the way from like a quarter mile to a mile long and obviously on the quarter mile um you would want less horsepower actually because if you can have all the horsepower in the world but if you can't put it to the ground and get traction right and it's not going to do you any traction good. So, control all of that yeah, I mean, we don't have trash control, though. And these are yeah, you do. It's in your right wrist. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. In your exactly. foot. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I mean, the, the ride has <laughs> trash control. So, um, so yeah, but it's so, so like we go from different surfaces, too. You know, some tracks are uh, deep and loamy and have quite a bit of grip, and some racetracks are smooth and super, super slick, you know, so... Um, trying to find different power curves that work for racetrack sizes and, and surfaces is kind of um, more on just rider giving good feedback to the team and the team being able to make the adjustments to the bike to make it go forward, you know. So really that's that's where like Jared Meese and, and his team are, why they're so dominant is that they're, they've been together for so long and Kenny Tolbert's super knowledgeable and Jared's good. It's a good rider. It gives good feedback, and they they chase the racetrack all day long, and they 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 come up with a good setup. And 
you know that's uh that's that's part of flat track racing is is just adapting to how everything changes throughout the night you bet and i tell you what the next race you got coming up is the oklahoma city mile presented by indian motorcycles of oklahoma city and i tell you what if 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 there's a race in my opinion to watch that's cool i i really think just the roost and everything off this this racetrack is is pretty neat to watch yeah yeah for sure and it's a racetrack that suits my style so i'm I'm just (laughs) as excited that's Um, awesome you know those those types of racetracks i mean yeah they you can pretty much the harder you ride the faster you go you know and on some of these racetracks like say lexington last weekend it was uh very very slick and and technical you know if you if you just ride tried to try to ride just a little too hard you get off that little notch groove and you were kind of gone johnson so it's like that saying go slow to go fast and me i, I just don't get along with that saying very well you, like, you want to twi- be able to twist the throttle oh, and it's go. so awesome to yeah. watch man I, I tell you what that's the racetrack we're out of time but i i'm uh yeah big fan of that i know you're gonna do well this this coming race well, thank you guys. Good I luck, Brad. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride hard to go fast. <laughs> so, um, appreciate you guys having me on very much. It's always Good. fun to be on. Good job out of you, buddy. Thank you so much. It was 2016, Tony. If you remember, RCH Racing Suzuki's Ken Roxon went one and one at Thunder Valley in Colorado, topping the two four of Red Bull KTM's Ryan Dungey. Roxon will go on to win that race, setting the stage for what would become and is an incredible career. Oh, it's quite a story. Roxon is one of the best racers I think I've ever seen. Big shout-out to uh, Cooper Webb, Dustin Meter, and uh, Brad Baker. Coming up in hour number two, Tony, who do we got? Yeah, we're going to talk to both the Martins right after this and Daniel Blair and Jamie Astier. Stay tuned. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!